0: Yeah, I mean, you always throw in a bucket of water, let them drown. The Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for listening. In episode 247, we have the hoaxes heard around the state, Jessica spikes the football, listeners in high places, lobsters versus whale, the GOP chair in the market for a new lawyer, and the $10 million stadium tour. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is writer, journalist, dog bomb, and owner of the GeorgiaVirtue.com, Jessica Salagi.
1: Oh my gosh, you forgot trash blogger.
0: Yes, trash blogger. Yeah, anybody who follows Jessica knows that she puts up her mean tweets. Yep. Be- because
1: my people never my dumbass followers as this person said they yeah, never.
0: Yeah, as this person said.
1: They never. Yeah, I don't think my I think I have the best followers in the world because um, one, they're not followers. Second, they are freaking badasses and third, they will eviscerate somebody faster sometimes before I even get there. But they um, they did not disappoint on this one either. The comments are so just horribly the... written. Yeah, it always is. It's never the Harvard grads that are sending me these. I mean, if somebody. So here's the thing. There are times when I like I had somebody ask for a um a correction or not really there wasn't anything wrong they just felt like I could have added a little bit more context and they sent an email and explained why and i i totally agreed and so i updated the article and included it and you know and put a little note that additional context was added after a request because it was in the best interest of the information like i have no problem with that and it, and I, I i it makes people it makes me be better so of course why would i you know i don't take offense to that um, but if you're going to send me a and Facebook if, message and like, well, you're going to, you're going to cut, start off with trash blogger in all caps. Um,
0: oh, and you oh are, my God, the, <clears throat> yeah, you are letter U letter R. And then even beyond the, the six year old texting vernacular, uh, typos, poor punctuation <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really hard to read yeah like i get distracted reading uh, reading uh long articles and stuff sometimes i still have to go back and reread something if if the phone rings or something like that sure or but you get like halfway down the
1: page and you're like what
0: yeah what did i just read yeah i'm th- you're thinking about you know space monkeys and pineapples and stuff um <laughs> but my <clears throat> the uh yeah i'm seeing stuff on the on on the page but not processing it but this was I had to read it three or four times like what the hell is this person talking about and all in defending who
1: Um, GDC Department of Corrections officer or commissioner excuse me um, Timothy Ward my, my bestie
0: oh Tim with allies like that who needs enemies
1: well and the best part was everyone's like okay tim's mom i mean of course like when you do that if you if you if you can't put your name in front of it then of course we're all going to sit here and and joke about how it's you or you're going to make it worse for the person you're supposedly defending you know you you do no favors right. for people when you when you hide behind a And if the argument is, oh, well, I can't use my real name because of my job, well, then find someone who can just to help with the cause, because, oh, man.
0: So this was a pseudonym?
1: Yeah. But yes, but it it was a fake account. But, you know, I'm still an account warning from an August altercation on Facebook where I put someone's screenshot in the comment section that they put up and then deleted, and I got busted, so.
0: Got busted. Busted. Elon's looking better all the time. Hmm. So that sums up your week. Other than you got a new middle name.
1: Sydney got a middle name.
0: Sydney got a, got a middle yes. name.
1: Sydney Lorraine.
0: Lorraine.
1: Yes. My mom had recommended that, but I was like, well, let's see if it, like, fits her. Because, you know, he wanted to fit their personality, right? So I had to give it a little time, but... After Thanksgiving, you know, we we decided it fit. And so she made her formal announcement, got her little identification chain on her for her collar and it's official.
0: And she planted her flag on the couch.
1: (laughs) Correct. But you did not have such a quite an exciting week.
0: No, of course, we, we recorded before Thanksgiving. We did. And Connie woke up Thanksgiving morning with the flu.
1: Yeah. It's going so, around bad.
0: Yeah, it is. <clears throat> and I, we, we talked about this before the show. Somebody came into the bank. I guess it uh, took the day off of work for being sick with a horrible cough. and came in and sat at the desk uh, coughing and hacking and wheezing. And she's like, oh, Lord, I'm going to be sick after this. Sure enough, Thanksgiving morning, woke up with a you know 102, 103 degree fever. You know, this is like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know. You know, we get up early enough on Thanksgiving to start making the stuff that we contribute to the to the to the family dinner, but five is a little earlier than we get up on on a holiday. And uh, by the time I got up, I mean she was, I mean full full blown chills, body aches, cough, uh, coughing fits, and there is nowhere to go on Thanksgiving besides the ER. Right. And we and we weren't going there. Then we she'd have the flu and we both have COVID. And so that had to go to urgent urgent care Friday, <clears throat> but luckily I was able to swing by my brother's house get some leftovers to bring home. Because uh, to my shock, Chinese food restaurants out here aren't open on Thanksgiving.
1: Really, just Christmas, huh?
0: Yeah, and I missed a Christmas flight uh, one year. i say I we did we missed a Christmas flight c- because of snow and had to order Chinese food. Because of course you know we were going away for for a week. There's nothing in the house. I mean. Like, we could have made tomato soup out of ketchup, I guess. hmm And that was about it in the house. But I was, to, to my shock, the Chinese Chinese food restaurants weren't open, so. Which, I mean, I guess is good, good for them.
1: I didn't know they but observed, like, but, I mean, whatever. That's fine.
0: Ah, I'm, I'm sure it is. As a business owner, it's more of no one's calling. There's... We're we're gonna close. So there's no reason to pay people to to stand here and to get two orders. Yeah. So we have school shooting hoaxes across Georgia.
1: Yeah, last week was a crazy week for that. Um, so I guess it was Wednesday. I I was you know doing my little thing, working, and and I'm in a bunch of community groups, but on Facebook, but. Um, I don't get all the notifications for them because there's just so many. And my friend sent me a screenshot of one that's a very reliable one down here. They the lady who runs it is she listens to all different kinds of she's retired and she listens to all kinds of um police scanners and just reports like traffic updates and stuff on Facebook and and she's very strict about putting out accurate information and she said that there was a an active shooter on the campus of savannah high school and i was like holy crap because i know she would not have put that out there unless she heard that on the radio and so of course like you know i i told eric and um was talking to my other friend and we were like trying to check all these sources and eric found the link to the chatham county scanner and we listened for probably like an hour and you know it, it was kind of surreal, like it was super we, we obviously found out it was a hoax And then we found out a little bit later on in the day That it had happened, I think Upwards of like two dozen school districts Around the state where somebody called it in um, but Savannah was the first. And that's the only one that I listened to it unfold. And they never changed channels for the radio. Like a lot of them will go to their their private channels so that everyone can't hear it. But you could hear everything. And there was one guy who was pretty much directing everything from closing down the streets and sending teams in and... Um, it was very eerie because you could hear them like announcing the rooms that they were clearing. They were going room by room and then they would check off this this is a multi-story high school. And so they're, you know, they're like the second floor is secure and they're just updating everything. And you're, you're like, because the rumor right off the bat was that six kids had already been shot and they were en route to the hospital, which, you know, you can never, you should, you should never believe stuff that you just hear on social media unless you can verify it or find a source or something. But, um, That was what was circulating. And so it took them about 35 minutes or so to to do all of this and to and we listened to it. And, you know, it like sends chills through your body because you're I can't imagine like a worse call. Right. Like we've all seen them on TV. We've all I grew up. I mean, I was in middle school when Columbine happened um, and school changed forever because of Columbine and we, we see them all the time. And I think that would be the worst call you could possibly get as an EMS person and police. And, um, after it, they had announced that they'd cleared the entire building and that there were no injuries and they, they had briefly detained someone cause they weren't really sure. And they wanted to check video, video cameras and stuff. But once they knew that every, that nobody had been hurt and that they could start evacuating the kids to safety, um, cause they locked them down after they cleared a room, they locked them down. Um, it was like I just wanted to like text everyone on the radio and I don't know any of them, but I wanted to text them and be like, you guys did such an amazing job because we all hear about these school plans they have and we don't really get to know the details because we shouldn't. But um, you just hope that they know how to execute it, for lack of a better word. And I really felt like Savannah just showed out in a really big way and they did it perfectly like they did every they The first two people on the scene. Went in as a team, and then the second two people who showed up went in as a team, and they were just—they were all communicating perfectly and flawlessly. And the chaos started when the parents showed up. They were horrible. Of course, they yeah. So so you hear them saying, "Okay, I want you to you know put the start directing parents. They're showing up, you know, direct them to the flagpole, and then direct them to this parking lot across, you know, where they could get access to." If and then you hear officers saying, "I need help over here." If if I don't get some help over here, these parents are going to breach our 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 boundary and our line. The parents were and the parents are getting more and more irate. They're yelling. This lady's yelling. This lady's screaming. This lady's you know trying to bust through doors. Like I I can't imagine. I don't have children, but I can't. I've 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 been in a lockdown and I know how scary it is when you think there is a threat or even you know because sometimes in school they wouldn't tell you whether or not it was a drill or not. Like so so I can I can at least I can empathize. Like it would be awful to know that. You've heard this on social media that six kids have been shot and are going to the hospital. You don't hear any sirens and they're not telling you, but but you don't know anything. But the police, this is like one of the few times where you can be, you can rest assured that the police are the people who are going to help you and they have all the information you need. So why are you going to be jerks to them? And why are you going to bust through their line? You have absolutely no resources to do anything on the other side of the police line. But... It was the chaos of the parents and social media that um, Well,
0: it was in regards to the last one where the police stood outside for, for however long.
1: Yes, you They didn't
0: do anything. <clears throat> What's was, that?
1: Was it Uvaldi? Yes. Yes. And Uvaldi, that's one of the reasons it, yeah. I pointed out that they waste I mean, they they wasted no time at all. They went right in and, and you know that those first cops that went in had no they had their pistol probably and their the bulletproof vest their duty vest and they they weren't yeah, going nothing in to, SWAT nothing to gear. handle
0: right yeah nothing to handle long, long gunfire
1: right and they wasted zero time and the second one they you know they announced where they were so the second one came in on the other side of the building and and from then on it was just two by two and then after they did that they they did send a SWAT team in because it takes a little time to mobilize a SWAT team I mean it's Savannah it's a it's certainly not the size of some of Metro Atlanta's areas, but it's it's much bigger than Bullitt County and even ours. I mean,
0: well, most police departments or sheriff's offices don't have a QRF, quick reaction force. You don't have SWAT sitting around in a room just waiting for something bad to happen. Right. So when you mobilize SWAT, you've got several officers that, that are probably road deputies that are also SWAT and they get the call.
1: Most have to you know, be there, within 30 minutes. When they're on call to be on SWAT, it's usually like 30 to 45 yes. minutes.
0: 30, 30 minutes out, sober. Right. Because um, I've, you know, I've talked to a SWAT officer. Hey, man, you want to grab a beer? It's now I've got to be on call tomorrow. I can't have anything in my blood. Um the okay. same thing with pilots. I sure. mean, for obvious reasons, because a lot of lives depend on them pulling the right, putting the right button. Um, <clears throat> no, that's, that's. that's that's great. That's a huge feather in their cap. The, the way they responded, and, and look, not saying that the other the other schools right. districts that got this hoax didn't. You just happen to have firsthand, I guess, secondhand, uh, firsthand knowledge listening to it. But right. you're able to listen to it, it in real time
1: as it's happening, yeah. and you can you could hear like this. The man who is commanding everything, the the supervisor was commanding everything. You could hear the distress in his voice, like when something was really important. He was like, "You have to do this now." I mean, you could hear it, and it sometimes it was almost painful, like. You, you're cringing because you're like, please, God, don't let this be like what you know why he's asking that question or doing something. But in, but through all of that, everyone still was where they were supposed to be, did what they and and I guess it just, you know, we hear with, with you, Vowdy in particular, but um, in general, even in Savannah, there were so many people who got on social media and were complaining after the fact. And I'm like, first of all, in, in my mind, of course you want them to be absolutely perfect and I'm sure that they have there's things that we don't know as the public that they could do better but they basically got a free dry run and every and so they can improve so let's be happy about that but let's also like say thank god that they've put these plans in place and when it comes down to it you have all these people from all different air corners and different agencies I mean other agencies were sending deputies and officers for when they didn't before they knew that everything was okay and they all were able to get to where they needed to be to do what they were supposed to do and and they did it and all and then of course all you have is complaints and you know i i know that that's just the world we live in but um when you have people who are on body cam standing outside a building just wondering while gunshots are going off this, these are people who had no idea what they were walking into and they, they didn't think twice about it. And, um, I don't know. I, I think it's worth point. I, I will, I've told everybody that I've talked to pretty much like, they're like, Oh my gosh, can you believe this? I'm like, no, I can't. But let me tell you about how wonderfully they responded.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I, I do wonder about the motivation.
1: Of the hoaxes. For sir? these
0: hoaxes. Yeah.
1: Well, thankfully, I mean, because how else could we survive without a state representative? But state rep Stephen Sains down in um, Camden County, he called on the GBI to investigate. Um, Don't know what it has to do with him, but whatever. Um, And I think they are. I mean, I don't I don't. uh, Apparently, they use like the, the Internet lines, the VoIP lines and. The person who did it obviously has some serious understanding of how to I'm sure it's similar to the people who swatted Candace Taylor you know like they, they know what they're doing um, when they make these calls but the the sheer amount of resources across counties I mean as the day went on and they kept going on I've sure these counties had like They can sit there and hope that it's a hoax, but they certainly can't be like, well, there's been 15 hoaxes around the state. We're number 16, because what if they actually were? I mean, they actually had to mobilize. And I know that some school districts just started locking down the schools preemptively so that they didn't have to. Like Evans County, I don't I'm not really a big fan of them at all, but they're very small. They don't have a ton of law enforcement officers. It would have been a massive undertaking for them. To just respond and have to clear all the buildings for nothing, so they just locked them down
0: um yeah, the uh the the sWAT thing, and the fact they did it so widespread like that is and look, the state rep didn't have to call on the GBI. It's multiple jurisdictions within the state of Georgia that is what the GBI does
1: right. And there are plenty I mean, of, of sheriffs the- involved who could have said, "Hey, GBI, we need your help."
0: Yeah, and 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 if it's telecommunications from outside the state, the FBI will get involved. You know it, 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 <clears> that all the all the agencies will do what they're going to do. Nobody that GBI was like, "Oh man, we got a state rep." Oh hell, we need to we need to look into this.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So, so Jessica, go ahead and spike the football.
1: Um. Well, I was right. Um, I think two episodes ago right after Ralston died we um, or was it last time I don't know but we talked about you were talking about the treasurer and the funding and everything and you said oh his treasurer would be in a phenomenal position to run for office with all the money that's in his account and then we talked about um, you know people in the area who would be well positioned and I suggested that it would be his wife and what do you know his wife Cherie the treasurer is running for his seat Um, there's going to be a special election I thought that Governor Kemp would appoint but I guess the um, when that happened in Gwinnett County it was after the primary when there was a death and so the party appointed somebody and then that person went to the, the general election it was a little bit different this is Since the general election just occurred, um, it's a little bit different. And I think, well, no, he didn't die before Election Day. He died right after Election Day. Um, But anyway, there's going to be a special election. She's running. Kemp endorsed her. I don't know why, but whatever. Um, I'm totally against this.
0: Because she's sitting on almost $1.5 million in, in campaign funds.
1: No, she's sitting on the last name her. Ralston. That's, I mean, that means a lot not, in his district. A lot.
0: Well, it's going to win her the 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 seat, but right. I don't know what that. I mean, she comes in as a as a freshman rep. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I, I don't know.
0: I mean, I. I mean, they can't they can't go give her a, a committee chair. They can't run her for speaker or anything else. I mean, she she's gonna she's gonna go and occupy a seat i don't know i i know there are a lot uh a lot of wives who have done this and of course it, within the political machine just because you're you're the spouse of someone who's running doesn't mean you don't know what's going on you know, obviously liz dole pulled it off um
1: well Ginny Earhart, when her husband earl was a state rep and stepped down and didn't run again she ran for his seat and won but I mean, do these women have nothing better to do than to just to, to trot along in their husband's shadows? Do something else.
0: Yeah, there was one. In, there was a rep out of Michigan who the father died and the daughter took it. And that that Dingle or something like that, a Dingle has had that district for uh, since since Connie was born. So, you know, uh, at That's least twenty nine years. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy did a movie about it called *Distinguished Gentleman*. Just because he happened yeah. to have the same name as, as a rep who died. Great movie if you can find it. O- outstanding movie, hilarious. But uh, but yeah, running on name recognition. And look, it, she's 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 got the money. But I guess uh, she does have someone running against her. Uh, Brian Pritchard. He uh, ran announced- against Ralston. Yeah, like um, the real Wilson. Uh he said we we are a republic not a monarchy.
1: <laughs> yeah, wrong not
0: transferable. Well, no, he, he, he's completely right. He's he's completely right. I I'm I'm happy to see someone in the political realm using the term republic.
1: You mean instead of democracy. Uh-huh. So, ask me when the election is.
0: What is the election?
1: January third. Super. I mean, that's just terrible timing.
0: <sighs> is, is there a significance to January third, other than it's the first Tuesday after first Tuesday following the first Monday of, of well, the month? Well, I think of January? they're probably
1: trying to jam it in before the second Monday, right?
0: Probably
1: to get. So that there's full representation because I don't know, since David Ralston's been speaker, there hasn't been any representation for the district in terms of someone casting a vote.
0: Uh, two, two votes, two votes in 10 years, whatever it was. Yeah. Um,
1: Taxes and <clears throat> mental health. But um, yeah, I mean, Brian preacher uh, Yeah, I don't, it's just, it just, I just think it's, I think it, I think it cheapens her. I mean she does she's not going to think so and and that's fine and, and and she didn't ask me but I I think that um it cheapens what she's trying to do because she's a shadow and she's she would be nothing if it weren't for her husband's last name because it's not like they've been married for decades like they 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 met and I think he was married at the time and then they got unmarried and then they got married. Uh yeah, Which is happens. neither here nor there, but like, this isn't some like general, this is, she's, it's not like she's 40 years into their marriage and, and she's, you know, like I think she's been a Ross in a couple of years. I, I, it doesn't matter, but it just, I think it cheapens it. Like,
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm a, Find your I, own I, thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know what her thing is. I don't know what she, what she did bef- uh, before, before it's time to run for office. Uh, the fact that there's. Well, you won't no find time. out
1: because they're going to talk about everything other than that because it's all going to be that she's David Ralston's wife.
0: Right. I guess we pull a campaign page up once it exists. Um, I'm she sure it does already. I, I'm aware. They just take all the Ralston signs and put Cherie over, over David and, and run them. Ah, uh, I I don't know. I said I don't, I don't know anything about her. Don't know anything about her politics. <clears throat> uh.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think any libertarians were looking to marry David Ralston. I can tell you that much.
0: <laughs> you never know. Alan Combs was married uh, to a conservative.
1: Yeah. No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I threw something on real quick. Uh, Jeff Duncan must be a listener. Why? Because he essentially quoted you, was saying what he was doing, uh, what he did when he got in the voting booth. Where he went in, checked in to vote, looked at the ballot, didn't see anybody he liked and walked out.
1: He's getting so much crap on social media about it, too. Republicans
0: are livid. They are, but just what I... It's just funny right after right after you said something, something about that, uh, keeping that you, you've you've done that before when you just nobody earned your vote. You walk in, keep your keep your perfect voter score. Well, now you could have done that and and not talked about it
1: or waited or waited. I the but, only and I'm not I'm, I obviously support that because I've, I've told people if someone doesn't earn your vote, don't just give them the default vote. So it's not that my thing is, is like. He's not really, like, a, a a beloved guy, right? Like, people don't love Jeff Duncan. Har- people have tolerated him for the last four years because in the beginning they are like, okay, well, he's, like, besties with Brian Kemp, and then he did a couple things that people liked, and then he kind of, like, just stayed in his box, and now he's leaving, so people were like, all right, well, he's on the way out the door. Um, I don't know what his plans are. I know he's writing a book, and I know that you know, he wants to stay in the public eye about, like, the new Republican Party, but I I think that that was a, if if that is his end-all, be-all goal, I think that was a bad move.
0: Yeah. You know, his face and quotes are being used in Warnock commercials. I uh, not directly from Warnock, but from the, from the ancillary. Mm-hmm. See, Raphael gets to go out there and put on cute commercials. You and I were talking about the dog walking commercial. Awesome commercial.
1: It's a fantastic and then, commercial.
0: And then these packs with with tons of money and and no accountability are, are running the hit pieces. Uh which is what what happens. The dark money uh runs the runs the ugly stuff and you just stand up and say, What a great guy you are. But I I uh I don't think it was necessary for him to uh to to come out with it i mean if, that, if that's the way he feels do do whatever you want you know go yeah, vote but strategically uh, right i don't know if he he is very very bitter with anybody that that trump endorsed and he, he almost just
1: takes it personally and i don't understand that
0: right And look i've said before i think trump should stay out of state politics for sure. But
1: but he's, but, like, mad at the people who were endorsed by him, not necessarily—I mean, he's furious with Trump and that he, he seethes anger when he writes about him. But it, it's, it's well beyond that. Like, he's he resents anyone who—
0: Well, which, which discredits him.
1: Right. Because he also works with a lot of those people, and you might not share the same ideologies, but you had no problem, you know, over the last two years since the election, you had no problem— taking their support when it was on something you wanted.
0: Right. Yeah, so I think I said it before, don't go away mad, just go away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the GeorgiaVirtue.com. So I, I had the mule of the week. Whole Foods. They are, they have decided, to stop carrying Maine lobster. Because Hi. some environmental group said that there's a possibility that uh, right whales, opposed to left whales, <laughs> right whales. Shing. Yes, I know. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, could theoretically become entangled in the uh, in the trap lines. Now, lobster traps lay at the lay at the at the floor, the sea floor, and there are ropes to buoys that come up, and that's how the the traps are collected. And this group said there is a potential, and that may have happened once, but Whole Foods is going to boycott Maine lobster. The by far largest industry in Maine, particularly in eastern Maine. I mean, it's that and what, cranberries? I don't know what what the hell else you do in Maine besides, you know, snowmobile.
1: Yeah, it's just it, everything. We've taken it too far.
0: And it broke the same day last week that Biden was having a a state dinner for, uh, I guess, the French French president. And, of course, on the menu was... Main lobster. Oh no! Now, on a side note, can you imagine many things worse than putting on the best you have to wear, and then being served something that you have to crack open? She did now, I'm sure it was all taken apart woman. for him, but she did slippery little suckers. Mm-hmm. That was the escargot, wasn't it?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: And escargot is not that hard to get the, the shell, by the way. No,
1: but. <laughs> Houston. And
0: I like escargot, yeah. but yeah, I, I, yeah. There's a reason they give you lobster bibs and stuff like that. But can, can you can you imagine sitting in a in a uh, tux or a, a, an evening gown and looking down at this lobster and just having a pair of uh, crackers and a little lobster and, and having a big thing of drawn butter? Like, who? How do I eat this in front of everybody? Like like, literally in front of the entire world.
1: And then everyone else is like, not everyone else. A couple people are like. Oh, but what about the humanity of the, the lobsters? Eh, it's the like when have- I, I posted a video on Facebook about um the... Um, what was it? When I had a mouse in my house and I caught it. And he was alive when I tossed him outside and people were talking about how inhumane it was and how, how could I do that? And somebody reported my post and I was like, okay, this is a a rodent. It's inside my house. It's not supposed to be inside my house. If it was on the outside of my house, I wouldn't do a damn thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, you always throw in a bucket of water, let them drown. Dave. What? Okay, that's worse. Is that worse? Yeah. Damn. I let him
1: go be one with the world outside. But anyway, Damn. people, like, we just, I, I don't know. Nobody. Luft, not luft to get po- bugs. Not to get political, but nobody's cre- screaming, oh, the humanity over the Chinese being locked in their homes by the government.
0: Yeah, but put, put a bug into uh, into boiling water. Yeah, and they are a bug. I mean, they're invertebrates. I mean, when when we uh, die for them in Florida and stuff, we call them bugs. I mean, that's what they are. I know that may make you never want to eat lobster again.
1: Mm, It's pretty gross.
0: So, judge says GOP chairman had singular role in fake elector scheme.
1: Tough week for David Schaefer. Same judge we talked about last week or the week before, I can't remember, Judge McBurney out of Fulton County, he's like all up in the news lately. He has all these big cases, the grand jury stuff with um, Fannie Willis and the abortion bill, the heartbeat bill where they, um, he was the one that said, you know, preemptive, can't do this, if then, all that. Great sentence, huh? Can't do this, if then, all that. But anyway, this past week, there was a So the the fake electors story, you know, you're familiar. Everybody's familiar, right? Everybody knows what this is. Do people know what this is?
0: (sighs) Probably not. There was a movement to throw out the results and have the Georgia Assembly uh, seat alternate electors, electors.
1: Yeah, these fake electors, the Republican. Electors signed certificates declaring that Trump had won, and they offered themselves as the official electors to certify the election. District attorney from Fulton County um, has said that was illegal. Eleven of the sixteen, because there's sixteen of them, um, including David Schaefer. Um, Eleven of the sixteen share two attorneys, Holly Pearson and Kimberly DeBro, and then five others have their own individual attorney. But 11 of the 16 are comprised of 10 plus David Schaefer, um, and they all pooled their money to have representation. And Willis in Fulton County filed a motion to disqualify, saying um, that there would be, you know, there's a conflict of interest, that you would basically be like it – would, it would obstruct the administration of justice, essentially, um, to – have them all represented by the same people because.
0: Well, Fanny they, they, wants to divide and conquer. She wants to take, right. take the bulk of them, get them to flip on Schaefer in case you didn't know who was adopted. I, I say that because I've been to several, several things that he showed up to and he, he had to tell us each one of those. Right. Um, I think he had a
1: commercial <clears throat> about it too.
0: <laughs> but if they, if they get, get them to flip on, on the chief, she can go after what she really wants, which is Schaefer.
1: Well, and, and and the judge has said in this this ruling, and I mean, I don't think it was any secret before this, that David Schaefer was very much the ringleader of this. He helped or- in, in the sense that he helped organize and orchestrate and facilitate the process that would not have otherwise happened without him, I think is what. The others, I guess, you know, the the question is not whether or not they did it or anything like that. Um, the question is whether they share the same level of responsibility. And the and Judge McBurney's answer was, no, they don't. That the the ten, so there's sixteen, but the the ten of the eleven that share the same attorneys are uniquely situated or similarly similarly situated. But that David Schaefer's role was. Of a substantial um, degree different. Which is
0: Re- it's I mean, a reasonable ruling.
1: I think so too. And you know, a lot of people are really upset about it and or think it's like a, a big punch in the face. I don't think it I don't think it looks good for David Schaefer, but I don't think any of this has looked good for him just for a number of reasons. So, you know. Whatever. But You know, I don't think it I don't think it's like his nail in the coffin because technically he could keep the attorneys and the other 10 could go get new attorney. Like there's nothing that says that they just he just the judge just said they can't have the same ones. He didn't say who gets to keep who if someone has to start over. And I was talking with a lawyer friend of mine who said that it might be in everybody's best interest to get new attorneys because if, if Schaefer keeps the attorneys, you know, they're familiar with information that could or maybe does incriminate the others and vice versa. Um, and that wouldn't be to anybody's advantage. So perhaps, um, you know, maybe they should all start fresh and not.
0: And that's going to put any other any other court action off.
1: It will. And and as if this all isn't taking enough time anyway, but I think that's the only reason that I am against it because it was something that, you know, it it very well may be true that all, that all that happened. But I think it's, I think it's unfortunate that because of something that the DA files that, you know, that that could be the, the answer that they all have to get new attorneys or start fresh. And, and like you said, slow down the process. Um, I don't think that's. I think that sucks.
0: Well, if the bulk retain the the attorneys, mm-hmm. and Schaefer gets a new one, they can move forward, and Schaefer will be will be delayed, and would be my guess. And what that does is it gives uh, Fanny an opportunity to uh, to work on them, to flip them. yeah, to to give reduced sentences, or uh, honestly put them down for misdemeanors and and let them or or let them walk off outright
1: i'm not sure i mean they haven't brought any charges yet obviously because the purpose of the grand jury is just investigation at this point but i mean i i very much get the sense that she's out for as much blood as possible don't you
0: well i'm sure she is
1: i mean it's been two years and we're still um
0: ultimately she wants trump yeah do would be you, I don't know how cl- you
1: get Trump out of what David Schaefer did, though.
0: You get collusion. You get collu- collusion between Trump and Schaefer.
1: That's a. That's a. I think get, that's you, bigger than her. I think that's above her pay grade. Jerusalem to get conspiracy.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure it is.
1: I mean, but if it, I don't, kicks it off. Yeah. Yeah, but what I mean, she, what's the plan? Let's just say. I mean, there's a whole lot of ifs, ends, and what ifs. In this question, but what what is the plan if Trump becomes a nominee and wins in 2024 and this is still going on and then they decide to move forward? What is the plan then?
0: Impeach again and again and again.
1: I mean, I am certainly no Trump apologist. I mean, I've got all kinds of issues with him and. and But. I just, I fail to see the purpose here in the long game in terms of what can truly be accomplished.
0: Well, that's the thing is there's a, there's a high bar to reach to, uh, to say that one, conspiracy is very difficult to, to, to prove. Uh, even if you do get someone to flip, uh, conspiracy is a tough one. And she and Fannie's still trying to make the case that this that something illegal happened. You're right. She's still in the grand. They're still in the grand jury phase. Uh, is to is to give give enough to the grand jury to to demonstrate that that uh, something illegal has happened. Then you have to seat a jury that one is smart enough to understand what's going on. Other than the the term fake electors and and things like that is seating a jury that's going to be able to understand the difference between uh conspiracy and collusion uh all the individual nuances and this is this is where we end up with b s uh, uh, uh convictions like on the last line of a of an indictment they'll convict on that just because he's got to be guilty of something so we're going to throw that at him mm mm-hmm. This is where we get them because we, we jurors don't understand a lot, a lot of what's going on. This And this is the case she's making is 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 the corkboard with the pictures and the red strings between all of them. So. She's keeping her name in the news. I I know it's it's disingenuous to say, there's no other crime in Fulton County to prosecute. But yeah, literally, is there no other crime in Fulton County to prosecute?
1: You would think so. I mean, any of us what, who live there have a television that broadcasts there. They got plenty this, of stuff.
0: And wouldn't this be in uh, Chris Carr's sector of fire?
1: You mean like I mean. that? Should, is that not his, within his purview?
0: Yeah, is, is I mean, isn't this this is a this is a county district attorney? going after this stuff
1: oh yeah i mean that's what everyone that's that's been the conversation all along is like what are you what are you doing
0: right she needs to be prosecuting the murders rapes and assaults that are going on in fulton county every day and instead she's Got this cork board with the pictures and the red red yarn uh, tied tied between them. That and and this is what she's putting her county resources into investigating.
1: Well, and you know, I just as you're we're having this conversation, it just kind of crossed my mind that it would actually make more sense and be a better use of her time if Trump was the president and she was doing this because at least then she could make the argument that her constituents were harmed because of the process or x y and z in this instance she's she the people who are outraged are not the people who are being represented by the investigation because the trump side is the side that says there was fraud but she's not going after the fraud she's going after the response to the allegations of fraud and 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 how that unfolded and so in doing that, she's basically ignoring all the crimes and victims of crimes that of people who elected her. She's not really representing her constituency. So it's a lot of irony there when you really like if you really think about it.
0: Yeah, she's fiddling while Rome burns. I mean, Fulton County is I, I, oh. I don't go down. I don't go down there without without a, without a spare magazine. Uh, for for my for my uh daily carry pistol I mean it's Fulton County Fulton County is 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 a dump right now and is dangerous it is and this is this is what she's she's focusing on it's not that you can have multiple focus uh, uh or foci in the grand scheme of things but when she's assigning the investigators her limited number of investigators to this case Mm-hmm. And working this case, the grand jury instead of bringing murder charges up on somebody or taking those resources and, put, and putting it into the plus the the taxpayers of Fulton County are paying for this, right? Where if it's a it's a if it's a state case, and I understand Fannie is a is a state employee, all yeah, every but, DA is, but right. this is the this is the purview of the GBI and the state. And if the state needs to, uh, feels it needs to bring a case. And, and she's taking the
1: be, Her argument would be well, that's never going to happen when you have a partisan attorney general. Well, I would argue that it would never happen if you didn't have a Democrat Fulton DA, which just really speaks to the entire thing that none of our prosecutors should be partisan.
0: Yeah. And look, God forbid I have to shoot anybody in Fulton County because I know I'm going up against Fannie Willis.
1: Well, I mean, even if, I live in Bullitt County, it, and if you shot someone down here, you'd be in trouble because you got Daphne Totten. So, I mean, don't don't take a sigh of relief just because you're.
0: No, I mean, I'm talking about if, even even if I'm right, it's going to cost me a fortune to defend myself uh, uh, against Fanny Willis. For sure, you know. It, you know, uh, we, there was another story. We're not going to get into it. But uh, somebody in Clayton County had, had to pull a pistol and, and stop somebody and didn't shoot. And uh, and the comment was made, boy, if he shot and it was, and it was Fulton County, Fannie would go after him.
1: Yeah, but if he didn't shoot and it was in Bullitt County, he just brandished a weapon. Daphne Totten would indict him for aggravated assault because, and this is something we're going to talk about as we get a little bit closer to session, but in, under Georgia law, Pointing a gun at somebody and threatening to shoot is the same as actually shooting them, as long as you don't kill them, under Georgia law with how we define assault. And it's something that gun groups want to change. But it's because our district attorneys all over the state have made a mockery of what assault is, and they've criminalized using a weapon to fend somebody off.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get into getting more of that uh, as we get closer to session, which is, unfortunately, don't taxpayers, it. hold on to your wallets. It's getting close. All right. So, speaking of taxpayer money, $10 million for the family of a Georgia high school student who collapsed after an August practice and died.
1: Yeah, what's this about?
0: So, this this student-athlete, was uh was told to run. what we used to call stadium tours. You go up and down every every uh, step in the stadium, however many times. And usually it's a punishment. Usually if you're late for practice, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna run stadium tours. That kind of stuff. I uh, believe me, I, I ran plenty of them because I was uh, always late for practice. Because I was always you know flirting with somebody or something. Oh boy. Uh, Hey, the force was strong with me as a young one.
1: Oh, get back to the story.
0: So she was a uh, high school basketball player. Uh, Monty Bell. Yeah, she uh, collapsed and died, which is a tragedy. Awful. uh, It's horrible for the parents. They indicted the coaches.
1: On murder charges, child cruelty, because she had no pre-existing conditions and she died of heat stroke, They said the school should have canceled the practice, that they had policies about canceling practice if they had wanted to. By every account, even the lawsuits, but um, she showed signs of distress and the coaches offered her water. That wasn't sufficient. They think that they should be held civilly and criminally liable. And it was August. It was like right when school started. Um, So this... In November, at end of November, the family in the school system settled. 10 million dollars because she probably would have gotten a scholarship was the argument, and they're going to name the school gym after her, which I thought was a super weird element.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know whatever whatever makes the family feel better on as far as the naming the gym after.:
1: I know, but it's just a very odd thing.
0: The the murder charges on it are, are are what and the child cruelty, and you pointed out so well uh, with you with your uh, commentary on it that this is not the baton death march. She she was was offered water as as a student athlete. It is your responsibility to hydrate before getting to practice. You know, also, I, I
1: your parents, hello.
0: Yeah, your, your parents. I'm not
1: blaming the parents at all.
0: I'm but, just but saying have, if the parents have aren't the,
1: responsible, then neither are the coaches.
0: Right? It's, you, you, the parents could could have snatched her out of practice. Parents could have told her you're not playing basketball. She could have said, you know, a coach, this isn't worth it. She could have said, coach, I'm not feeling well. I need I need I need to sit down. Uh, as as an athlete, even, even as a as a high school student athlete. You're, you're you're responsible for your body you're responsible to hydrate uh we were told you know when we're doing two-a-day practices i don't even know if they do two-a-days anymore uh, when i was playing football is you hydrate at night and you practice in the morning you hydrate uh all all afternoon and you practice again in the evening uh and that was during august because we started school in september i guess now they're, they're due they have to do it in july uh but, as as an athlete, you know your body, and I know you're young and you you push past it. But you know, th- there were two two guys in, in my basic training uh, uh, battalion that dropped dead, and it was congenital heart failure, um both of them, but we got we were sat down and said, "Look, let me explain the difference between hurting and hurt. you know, and with, went through symptoms. And I guarantee you, all these symptoms have been gone through. Did the coaches have the authority to cancel practice? Of course they did. Did they have the, the authority to not have them conditioning? Of course they did, but I don't even know. I don't even think this was necessarily punishment. This was this was conditioning, because basketball is
1: that's right. It was conditioning. The whole team did yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it, and they and didn't one collapse. Person, which I yeah, yeah. If, if you had if you had you know five or six heat stroke cases out of a, a, a twenty girls and one died. Okay, now we're now now we're looking at something. That you know, maybe the maybe the coach loses his job. But as far as as far as murder, man, that's 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 going to be a a really high bar, and it's going to depend greatly on the jury they seat.
1: Well, and the argument is that it was the murder was that you know it was involuntary. Uh, obviously, they didn't. There was no malice, and but there was no um, premeditation or anything, but that it was in the act of committing a, another felony being cruelty to children. Um, oh, death that, occurred. That, and and, that and that's just logic such, is that is such an extreme because again, with juries, I mean, it's like, think about Ashlyn Griffin. They said that she wasn't responsible for death, but she, you know, she shot him and she ag assaulted him to death. According to the jury, like juries don't understand because they're not lawyers and they don't live in the system all the time and they don't analyze and they're given limited information. And this case is, I mean, it's going to, when they see the autopsy photos of a 16 year old and they show the family photo, like it's going to, that's going to be hard. And jurors aren't capable and you've put two coaches lives in. So we're going to ruin three lives.
0: Yeah. What's going to happen is eh, most likely is they'll, They'll pull National Griffin. They'll say we we got to find them guilty of something Something. to to make the family Mm -hmm. feel better. So we're going to hit them with child cruelty, which follow them for the rest of their lives.
1: Oh, the stigma of that because there's there's registries for that,
0: and there's no context with a registry, right? Just just going to say child cruelty.
1: Yeah, for the rest of their lives. You might be on the side of the the parents here. I don't, not you specifically, but people might be. But there is a Huge difference between if they are convicted of this and the this element, and somebody who, like the Crocker's in Effingham County, who put their kids in dog cages and and kept them naked and tortured them, and that was child cruelty. Like they're they're completely different, but the charges are identical.
0: Right, and they read the same once you try to apply for it. Once you're out of the system, you try to apply for a job. They read exactly the same
1: felon for life you know they're already they've already I'm sure they've already lost their teaching certifications I I mean they're never gonna teach again uh, like
0: they can't the, the they cruelty that this, yeah
1: they
0: can't even yeah. coach wreck basketball
1: right this they're done so I mean like at this point, you're getting $10 million. Some of it is going to raise awareness and get like these cooling machines or something for students. You're going to name the gym after it to raise awareness. You're going to do all these things. At what point do you say, we are a family that suffered a tragedy. God took our child sooner than we wanted to. And it's awful. And we're going to suffer with this pain every single day. But we don't want to convert our pain into somebody else's pain. That, that's how I, I mean, I just, I can't, I can't get it. And people, so when I posted about it, people were like, well, when I, 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 when I give my child to the team for this, I entrust that they'll be taken care of and they'll be this and that. Well, that's, that's wrong. That's the wrong mentality because you are the parent a hundred percent of the time. And I mean, you can guarantee that if you had been. If a parent had been running their kid in the heat like that, do you think that there wouldn't be questions asked of the parent? Do you want them to be charged with child cruelty yeah. and murder if your kid and dies sure because you've been playing out in the yard?
0: And I'm sure this wasn't the the first uh, time the, the, the students had to run stadium tours.
1: It's a tragedy, but not all tragedies are supposed to. $10 million?
0: Not all tragedies are crimes. And look, the the school system saying we're gonna we're going to adjust the way we do things. We're gonna we're gonna invest in some cooling. All that stuff is great. We're gonna come up with new come up with new policies. No, the family.
1: That, well, yeah, the, the school system did new policies and stuff, but the family wants to do the other stuff, which I think is great—a great memory. Like, if a they great do, way to memorialize her, right?
0: Because most of that $10 million is going to go to legal costs. Uh, I assume, unless unless there's somewhere on the back end of that settlement that says that the school board will pay all attorneys' fees and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So unless unless that's in there somewhere, uh, that $10 million is not as much as they think it is. And I think because it's wrongful death, I think they have to pay taxes on it. So uh, that's uh, all that grand stuff they talk about. Talk talk what they're going to do. They're going to find out that money's not that much by the time. By the time, uh, taxes get involved, by attorneys get involved, and all that stuff. They look at the check and go, "What happened to $10 million? So, Jessica, on that on that happy thought, you have any closing thoughts?
1: I'm really disappointed because I had like a phenomenal mule to add while you were talking. I was like, "Oh, I'll do that as my closing thought." And I should have written it down, but I didn't. So, no, I don't.
0: And it's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rail strike was averted last week through action of Congress. Uh, I, I'm i glad that we're not shutting the economy down at Christmas. Uh, you and I were talking before. Uh, it, there, there would be rioting in, at Walmart and Toys R Us and all that stuff at Christmas time if... if uh, Goods weren't, weren't coming coming across by rail which you know I think obviously every every union is now going to set their negotiation date for in end, uh, end of the uh, calendar year because they know that almost every industry is is crippling if they shut it down but uh, I, I just don't think it was Congress's place to get involved directly and of course this not. is r- after September, with, when Joe Biden went out in the Rose Garden and said, uh, it's it's all taken care of. Of course, this is before election. All taken care of. we just got a couple things to hammer out, but it's all good. No rail strike. And uh, he walked away as a hero. And then immediately after the the election, they're like, okay, boom. We're, we're talking about going on strike again. And the unions are not happy with, uh, with the Biden administration or with uh, the Democrat, anybody who voted for this legislation. So... On that note, big thank you to Eric Cumbie who takes our awful audio, makes it something that's possible to listen to. To Jessica Szilagyi, my partner, for the, partner in this endeavor, I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week.